No warning. Good. <laughs> Salutations and shit, motherfuckers. Welcome to yet another episode of Travel and Shit. I am D. Carrie. I am your host of your new favorite podcast that discusses travel, but in more so in a context of what was learned, what was experienced instead of the how-to of travel. Um, today is going to be an inch, an end shit episode. Today I want to talk more about items that aren't exactly, um, I don't say items, but I just want to have more of a discussion because I don't really necessarily, can it be a discussion with one person? It's just me and, uh, this nigga floating around, but, um, yeah, essentially it's end shit. We were discussed. So you gonna walk in here with Reese's and not come in for share yep. with the class? You got a, uh, I got a whole pack waiting for you once you finish. Yes, yeah. nigga, go. So, um, wait, let me get a, I'm grown. Let me get a fucking Reese's. Get out of here. I'm like sitting here like, like a fucking kid. Bitch, you ain't no fucking kid. Give me your fucking chocolate. <laughs> Give me that damn chocolate cup. <laughs> got it. Halfway through. <laughs> Thank you. Shit. <laughs> I know. Realize. Get the fuck out of here. I ain't joking. <laughs> Nigga, you gonna share this candy? Happy Valentine's Day, motherfucker. Let me get some chocolate. Yeah. So, um, guys. <sighs> and shit. I had started talking a little bit earlier with Shaw about. I, I guess you can say. And I'm. And I almost guarantee you I'll find a way to tie this into travel. So follow me. I was mentioning earlier that I um, had no real clue when I started the podcast what this was going to be. Like I had, I'm very good with ideas. It's details that generally fuck me up. So I knew I wanted to do a podcast. I knew I had a great topic for a podcast. I just wasn't exactly certain of how it would be sustainable and, you know, what would go in the middle. It was like, okay, beginning, the end, what's going in the middle. And here we are. This is what, like episode 19, 20? I think it's 19. Huh? 19 sounds good. So um, thank you for the chocolate, by the way. So... I was able to think back and I realized I've been doing this shit for a really long time. And not the whole podcasting thing, but the not trusting. When I was a kid, I used to dance. And as a kid, I never really tried hard at dancing. Like I never fully went full out. Like there's always a time when you have to dance full out with the big performance and you dance full out. But I never reached past that comfort zone, if you will. Like one quote that I'm very fond of is, I think, how does it go? You'll never know how far you can go unless you're willing to go further than you think you can. Something like that, right? So... I was never willing to go further than I thought that I could. I was never really willing 
to fail. Generally, if I don't know that I'm going to excel, I don't fuck with it. Um, I'm very competitive. So I don't really like playing games that I don't completely understand the rules to and, you know, just shit like that in general. I like, uh, what do you call it? Coasting by. Like, I will do as little as possible to get things done. That's exactly how I got through um, school, by the way. And I managed to always graduate with honors. That was from elementary straight through college. Um, so it's one of those things where in hindsight, you look back on and you're like, well, what the fuck was I doing with my life? Like if I would have applied myself, I could have been so incredible. If just the, if just a modicum of effort was able to produce such impressive results, imagine what I could have done with like really, is the word hunkering down or bunkering down? I think it's hunkering down. But if I would have really sat the fuck down and put in 110%, as people like to say, um, I'm not a big fan of that cliche, but if I would have put in 110%, I could be in an entirely different position. But that was the past. And now every day we wake up, we have the ability to, you know, be better, do better and see better for ourselves. And... Um, it's one of those things where I try not to get stuck in the ways that I know have not been serving me. So in an attempt to, I guess you can say, well, not in an attempt to, but I was able to put a name on that, you know, the idea of not going above your own personal expectations. But as we all know, there's so much more to life on the opposite side of fear. And like I said, I'd find a way to tie it into travel. One of the things that I would do in the scope of traveling, if I weren't afraid, be to quit my job and not necessarily travel the world, but work remotely so that I could travel the world. I don't think that I would necessarily want to be tied down to one place. I would never want to, um, I would prefer, I don't say I would never want to, I would prefer to have the option to work anywhere I wanted to. Basically, one of those consultant jobs where you just need to have, you know, some type of internet access so that you could do all the internet shit that you needed to do. Essentially, like, I would love to do this. I would love to further develop what this podcast is and turn it into um, something more where it's not just a, well, it could always be a podcast, but... I would want there to be more to it, more um, faces to it, more avenues and, you know, a bunch of different ways for this to um, be a resource for travelers and not just travelers, for people that are just curious about travel. What would you do 
if you could step on the other side of fear. I'm staying at you. Ain't nobody else in here with me. Right. Okay. I can see how you may have thought I was just randomly asking a question. I, I thought the extended pause did it for you. What would you do? Say it again. If you could step on the other side of fear, what would you do? What's what one man? thing you would do? Oh, what would I do? Fuck, step. What's one thing you would want to do, but you're kind of afraid to do? Uh, move to another state. I feel like I have uh, honed my career here. Mm-hmm. Um, honed all my resources here. And I feel like it would be a crazy move for me to move to another state. California, i.e. Mm. Um, Atlanta, Florida. But really, California and Atlanta, that's where... That's where all the production yeah, is. Yeah, production stuff is. Um, Then it's just like... My fears of my daughter uh, not being... Not being able to have the same lifestyle that she has now, mm-hmm. because I'm trying to figure it out and then hold another, got it, another state, um, and her being there's no one there to that we know that can help us, mm-hmm. my family. So it's like, who's watching my daughter while we go somewhere? Who's you know what I mean? If I'm running late to pick her up from school. Right. Who do you turn to Who to kind I of turn fill to? it in? Or her mom. Yeah, or her mom is, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm out of the state to go do something else back here in New York. And her mom is having some kind of issue who who can help, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the fear that I have. Like it's Reasonable security. Yeah. That makes sense. But I know I need to be in these places in order for me to get you know to take the next step for yourself yeah take a next step or network more but as I'm thinking about it in my mind it's a kind of irrational fear Mm -hmm. to a degree only because I believe in your skill and your ability Mm -hmm. I know that you could be lucrative Mm -hmm. and productive and doing what it is you do here elsewhere. So what is what about it makes you feel like you wouldn't be productive in another location? I don't think I wouldn't be productive, but it's about what makes you think that your daughter wouldn't have if you if what about moving would if you think you'd be productive, why wouldn't your daughter have the same quality be- of life? Because first you have to f- figure out the ways of being productive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I get out there. Now, I, I usually shoot music videos here and there, and that makes, you know, ends meet for certain stuff. And it's just like, all right, I know I can do that and make a couple dollars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, 
I'll be able to, you know, have extra money. And you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to a, a place where everyone can shoot music videos. Mm, okay, I got you. Everyone can. But everyone can a, essentially do that here as well. Everybody's got an but iPhone. It's, it's different because I, myself, I am um, popular to say mm-hmm. for shooting music videos here. Mm-hmm. So I can charge a certain amount of money. But when you gotcha. like, say for instance, to rent a camera here, a high end camera, maybe thousand, fifteen hundred bucks, right mm-hmm. per day. Over there, there's people that got the same damn camera because it's such a high turnover high rate. Tur- yeah, it's a so high accessible. Yeah, so accessible. It should be three fifty, four hundred. Mm-hmm. So think about that. Think about how many people have cameras, high end cameras, high end cameras on that end, and but nobody has your eye though. Yeah, that's. The- that's what you have to try now to sell people Now it's like on. you have to sell people on that. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, they might not have my eye, but um, he's willing to do it for a fraction of the cost because Ooh. right. Of, he's got the same equipment. He's got the same equipment and he's basically be able to give me the same picture to a certain extent. So it's, it's just a little weird over there, but that's that's mm-hmm. one of the other things. That's That's one of the main things. Which makes perfect sense, yeah. actually. I get that. Setting up the live. Okay. Shoot. Huh? That's my watch saying that you're live. Oh, I get notifications. Check me out mm-hmm. being cool, kid. If I could pick up and go absolutely anywhere, I still... That's one of the questions that I've asked myself um, a few different times, a few different times. I have never been good with decisions, and I have still, after asking myself numerous times, no idea where I would go. Um, I used to always say it would be someplace... Well, definitely warm. I ain't trying to go no place cold. If you leave in New York, you don't go someplace cold. I don't think there are many people that move. Well, you know what? Let me not even set that lie up because Alberta is beautiful. Canada is beautiful. I've been to quite a few cold destinations that are absolutely beautiful. And um, I find that in locations that are more used to... um, more extreme cold weather are generally better equipped for you to be comfortable in cold weather. Like when I went to Norway, real wool socks, like 93% wool and not 34% wool and then another 24% polyester and 7% viscose or wherever else shit is made of. Real wool socks were like, I think I spent $23 for two pairs versus when I was in REI full price <clears throat> for uh, wool blend socks was like $23 for one pair and they weren't as good quality. Um, so I can see how people would move from the cold to someplace else cold, but I truly would definitely go. I, I would really go someplace warm, not necessarily a beach though. I would I couldn't do I would have to have the option of not being on the beach all the time. 
because I, I wouldn't want to, like, I enjoy other shit. Like, I want to go on a hike. I want to go, um, I want to go, my nose is stuffy. I want to go hiking. I want to go, uh, what do you call it? Mountains. I enjoy being in the mountains as much as I enjoy being, oh, I won't say as much as I enjoy being on the beach, but I'd say I enjoy mountains as much as I enjoy hiking. I think I enjoy uh, the beach more than either of those, but that's today. That's definitely um, something that can change. But in terms of travel, I don't know what the next step is going to be. I know I have a vacation that's coming up in March, and I think this is going to be the first vacation that I have that I'm going to actually keep my time off at work, but not actually go anywhere. So I'm a little uneasy about that because I don't want to set myself up to think that it's a waste of vacation because I know there's a ton of shit that I can be doing inside of that time off that doesn't include uh, traveling. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Yay! All right, so, so I guess I could pretend that I had a commercial break right there. Um, welcome back. I'm have I'm gonna have my first mobile guest on the podcast. My friend Patience is on Facebook Live with me, and she has been gracious enough to discuss um, travel, recent travels that she's had in Costa Rica, and then travel in general with me on the podcast. So, Patience, welcome to Travel and Shit. Thank you. Um, so go ahead and tell me about the last trip that you went on. Um, I went to Costa Rica, stayed for a few days, maybe just to get away, um, for the winter, and I went with a friend, mm-hmm. and had a blast. Where, uh, what part did you guys go to? Paco. Okay. I feel like I passed through i don't know do you know how far it is from um san jose yeah, it's about a hour and a half away from san jose so the airport was at san jose mm-hmm. and then we had to drive into Paco. so See, it was a ways away and that's one thing that i learned in costa rica was i can't stay in the same place too long i can't do it i lost my i stayed in uh san jose i keep wanting to say san juan I stayed in uh, San Jose for like four or five days and it had its nice parts, but it was basically just the hotel I was staying at. And then I did a bunch of excursions every day. So it was basically like coming back to just go to the hotel, which is cool. But ultimately it ended up being a waste of uh, resources, if you will. Like if I had stayed someplace that had a little bit more to do in the area where I was staying, I think that I would have enjoyed even more of the trip because I enjoyed the excursions that I did, but I think that it could have been a lot more beneficial. So for you, the area that you guys stayed in, was there stuff to do like by the hotel or did you have to leave? Like, you know. Um, by the hotel, it was like, I want to say a strip. Mm-hmm. And it was full of like, um, I guess food, markets, massage parlors. Um, so it wasn't really resortsy. I didn't stay on a resort, so that like a local, right? Um, ho- hotel. It wasn't 
it wasn't fancy. It was like I wanted it was really chill, but there were a lot of clubs during the day. It was leisure. A lot of people were chilling out, but at night it was really like it was a party scene. Okay, so it's kind of like if you were to stay um, the way. Well, I don't want to say like Times Square because you have a lot of locals that are in Times Square, but it's kind of, I'm trying to think of, I don't want to say it's like by JFK. You know, the hotel's like by JFK because there ain't shit over here. But I would say it's comparable to um, Times Square. Okay. There are no high rises there, but as far mm-hmm. as the mix between the locals, like there are people who are coming from Emmanuel, Antonio, I think that's what it's called, and San Jose. So it's like in the middle. Gotcha. Where people come and... There were a lot of locals. There were a lot of locals. And the place that I liked where I stayed, it was open. The bar and the pool was open to local people. Ooh. So I got to chit-chat and ask them, mm-hmm. like, where should I go? What should I do? So, so you cool did, like, parties and bars and clubs and stuff while you were on vacation, right? Yeah, the beach. We were on the beach, so that was cool. And, like, I traveled for food and beaches. Like, okay. <laughs> the party was... It's not something that I usually do, but I did have a, a lot of fun. Okay, so you went there. with someone on the trip. You didn't end up. Do you so, uh, travel solo? Yes. Okay. So that I think that that's usually why I don't go places is because I fucking go by myself. So every once in a right. while, I am. Well, I did go to a bar on the last one, but for the most part, I don't really like going because I don't really like parties and clubs but i feel like if i had gone with someone it may have been a different experience but do you usually go out like when you're home do you ever like go to parties or like i go to a bar by myself but i want to party by myself hmm i feel like i have gone to a party but okay nope i'm partially lying it'll be a party where i know other people like, if I know, like, I'll run into somebody. Like, even if I only know two people at the party, I feel like, all right, well, I still know two people. So I'm thinking at the last birthday party I went to, I only knew one, two, three people. Right. And it was like, this isn't, it's not my, it's not my thing. Like, I'm going here and I'm sitting here and you either talking to people that you don't want to talk to or you're talking to nobody. So... Yeah, that that part of the whole mm, travel thing, I always leave out. Now, where what I did enjoy, I don't know where it was. No, actually, it may have been in uh, San Jose because there was a museum that was also um, like they had like some kind of butterfly or bird Uh shit going on. But I did enjoy that because I didn't know that Costa Rica had a... um, I guess you could say um, an area of black history or like the African diaspora is very much so present in that area because there was such a large portion of it being um, displayed in their museums, which I was hella surprised by. So I did spend a lot of time. Did you see a lot of black Costa Ricans when you were in Hispanic? A lot? No. Um, I'm trying to think if. Not too many. Not too many. Mostly. I was surprised because I did see a lot of black Costa Ricans where I were at. And a lot of them spoke English. Ooh, nice. I do know, which I didn't 
get a chance to go to, but there is an entire Caribbean side to Costa Rica. It's just like black beaches and black people. Like it's, I want to say four hours or so. Cause I think it was, um, Evelyn from the internet or somebody else. It was somebody on YouTube that I was watching some video they did where they went all the way to Costa Rica and there was a um, like a retreat, like a yoga retreat or something that they had going on. And it had a ton of um, like the population there is majority of black and it's uh, Caribbean versus, you know, your typical experience in Costa Rica, which is it right. still does have some Caribbean. Right. You get what I'm saying, but I get you. <laughs> so when you travel in general, well not when you travel in general, I was asking um Shatik earlier, what would be something travel wise that you would do if you weren't afraid to do? Say it again, I'm sorry. What is something travel-wise that you would do if you weren't afraid to? Like, Sha was saying that he would move out of state. Um, that's a good question. If I wasn't afraid, I would stay longer. Hmm. I would stay maybe like a summer in one place. Okay. And get more of an experience, try to get more of the culture. Huh. That is interesting. So, like, basically a study abroad, which I wish I had done in yeah. college, but being a college student and thinking, oh, well, I'll do it later. I missed yeah. that one. And where would your um, perfect pickup, like, say you hit lotto, you hit the numbers, where, where would you go? I'm sorry, I'm hearing a lot of echo. If you hit the numbers, mm-hmm. where would you go? Like, if somebody said... I'm buying your plane ticket or you had like an unmeasurable amount of money. You had all the breads. Where would you go? Africa. Where? All over. I would travel to every country in Africa. Okay. I would start West Africa. Same. Okay. Got it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You just end up spending the rest of your money and your time mm-hmm. just traveling across the continent. Mm-hmm. Overall, what's something about travel that you would love to impress upon people that may be afraid to travel or who, you know, don't travel otherwise? Um, I think that traveling, you find things that unify you. You find out that there are a lot of things that are similar, the the climate changes, the culture, the the oppression, the different things that we're experiencing here are going on worldwide, and it brings us together. So we're uniting. And if you are sensitive to other people, immigrants, mm-hmm. then you understand other things that are going on. The bigger picture, you, you see it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But you know what's fucked up about that? Is that you can think of what your, let's just envision like your stereotypical upper middle class um, citizen 
living in, say, uh, Tribeca that has the means and has the resources to travel. And it's like, for someone that does leave the country and travels and experiences all these other countries, what is it about you that you're unable to see that the way we can see that? You know what I mean? It's like, we go someplace and we say, fuck, this is, this is wild. Like, you guys have so much more in common with me. Y'all have the same issues over here. Being black is difficult over here the same way it is back at home for me. But I don't like because what you said makes perfect sense. You travel, you see the things, the similarities. I don't like what is it about some people that they can have a similar experience and still uphold whatever aspect or air of superiority it is that they have when they come back home. Like for people that live in the States and will claim, oh, we're in America, speak English. Bitch, you the first one to lose your shit if you go someplace else and nobody wants to speak to you in English. But my nigga, you overseas, you in their house. Like, why don't, so you go over here and you're not speaking, you know, uh, Spanish. You're not speaking Portuguese. You're not speaking fucking Norwegian or whatever so why is it that you're so quick to chastise people that come to our country and don't speak the language because you don't know whether or not they're a tourist for the most part or whether or not they're an immigrant or whether or not they're documented you just make your assumption you not you but you know in terms of speaking for or to or of if you will is probably the better way to put it speaking of the very close-minded um people that you would think would have broader minds because they do have access to travel at their disposal. I don't know if it's maybe, I can't speak for all black people because they ain't all as fucked up as some of them are. But I will say that that is one of the, maybe it's just a thing of, I don't want to say oppression, but a common thread in struggle or a common thread in like someone that is grieving will kind of understand the pain somebody else is you know going through or someone that has grieved or someone that has gone through loss of some loss of some sort is generally more likely to be empathetic to someone else going through similar things so maybe it's just that they still have no real um mental exactly hold on what an actual struggle is that they can't yeah, I get it. relate. They can't, and then they still get the same type of privilege, like somebody in Tribeca was the had the same privilege, and that they have in Tribeca in a third world. Country. This is true. They still have the money. They still have the white skin. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's the same where same way you look like somebody who's coming with money, you look like somebody who I can use as a resource. Like, in Costa Rica, I find prostitution is legal. And a lot of the women mm. there were flocked to white men or people who looked like they were tourists because they felt like, this is going to pay my bills. I'm going to be able to buy some rice and take it home to my family. But right. somebody like me, I, I'm not trying to think about that while I'm traveling or on vacation. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I went on a medical mission, um... I had to sleep with 
locals and it was a different experience so I had to be more aware I couldn't ignore it at that point mm. whereas if I'm traveling for leisure I don't have to ever come in contact with right. those type of issues or problems so I think that's why some people could travel and not even think about it because they have the luxury of not right. going to the beach you go and have fun mm-hmm. not going to you're going to all the places that want you Mm -hmm. to spend the money you're going to the touristy things it isn't exactly your intent to immerse yourself in the culture except for what it is what of the culture you can take to benefit yourself what was the medical trip like what what kind of trip was that like the medical Um, mission i went to shayla guatemala which is about four hours away from antigua so i was really like up in the mountains and um, I actually had to raise some money to go and give, it's a, they call it brigades, and every 84 days, they give people medical attention, like they need pills, antibiotics, anything, they, they try to provide those things. The population has like high diabetes, so they prescribe mm-hmm. those, they have doctors who volunteer and come, um, general volunteers, everybody has something to offer. Pharmacists come on the um, brigade and it's the only healthcare they would have access to wow. outside of the public healthcare, which is trash because what I, what I found there too is the doctors don't even get paid. What? Like they get paid once a year and then they're behind on that. Wow. So it's really, Guatemala is one of those places where it's like, they really need resources and that's not something that I would have known mm-hmm. if I didn't go and then to come back and see that Trump is not letting people through the borders yes. marching from Guatemala specifically and children are dying it really broke my heart and that's when you start to see okay I understand why this is happening like I see why this is going on but I'm a little bit more sensitive to them coming because we if we have water we have food basic education why not mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we see it as them trying to steal from us but we don't see that you know they're losing their crops and there's poverty they don't have clean water just basic needs that they don't have right uh, it's a cry for help it's a march for their life it's not because they're coming to make money and you know take right. our jobs yeah they're coming it's... to live Exactly. Like I said, that's not something that I would have done my research on or even cared about Mm -hmm. um, past what I saw in the news. But Mm -hmm. now because I've been there, I'm a little bit more sensitive to those type of issues. Like, it actually made me cry. (laughs) Wow. Coming back. How long were you there? And did you go for work? Um, Yeah, it was outside of work, so my... My job introduced me um, through a nonprofit organization that they had, and mm-hmm. I volunteered to go. And you had to do like an interview process, and I had made the cut. Mm-hmm. I'm the only black girl that volunteered on a medical mission. Wow. Oh, and but I really enjoyed the experience. Now, how would somebody? Do it again. How would someone that was interested in that do that? You only went for a week. Um, you said. So, yeah, the organization is Temi Global Health. What is that? T E M I. T I N N Y. T I N N Y. 
T as in Tom, I as in Igloo, mm-hmm. M, Mommy, Mommy, Y, Yellow. Okay, Timmy. Timmy Global Health. And that's the organization that will, you can volunteer through to do those medical missions. I'm definitely going to look into that. That sounds yeah. really incredible. And that's the... uh experience where you said you ended up sleeping in the same space as the locals and yeah we had a hostel um for like the first six days um you you get a roommate um, Mm -hmm. but it's in town so you're you're in town with the people that you're gonna be servicing oh okay cool yeah and then um the places that we went were hours away sometimes Mm -hmm. but they provide the transportation, they give you food, and then they take you to to the town just to be tourists for a day. So, But it's a lot of work. You're working from early in the morning to late at night. Mm-hmm. Um, you're servicing about 100 people a day. So you got to really be prepared to give yourself and give your service. It's not something where you're looking like, oh, I'm just going to go and have fun. You're going to volunteer. Right. But the experience that you get is life-changing. Wow. There's no other way I can describe it. Thank you for sharing that. I'm definitely going to look into it. And thank you for being my first um, Facebook Live guest. That was exciting. No problem. We should take a trip together. Yes. I'll definitely hit you up on the side about it. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you later, babe. Thank you. Thank you for being on. Bye, patience. How do I end it? Want to end the live? No, just the... Uh, Hold on. Keep going. Okay. Yo, that was so fucking cool. Now I want to... Um, I'm definitely going to look into that. So that was um, for anybody that didn't get it. It's T is in Tim, I is in Ice, M-M, Mother Mother, Y is in Yellow, GlobalHealth.com. I'm going to look into that. Um... Shit. Can you imagine, like, that's... Like, you're basically working abroad. Mm-hmm. You're definitely working abroad, but that type of... It's definitely going to be difficult, but, I mean, a lot of shit is difficult. It's kind of like you're taking a vacation of, from work to go to work. Yeah. So you're not really vacationing, but if you're... Like the missions. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's an incredible way to see another area. Yeah, another entire country while actually making useful time of your time there and giving of yourself to other people. Wow. I'm definitely going to look into it. I don't know how it would work in terms of like, you know, vacationing and like not vacationing in terms of vacation, but uh, time off because my. Because of uh, work, I don't necessarily have flexibility with vacation. About I don't have flexibility around when I take my vacation, per se. But, um, yeah, definitely something to look into. All right, so we'll wrap this one up. I think that that was a really fun plot twist. Thank you for suggesting that. That ended up going really well and I think made for a really, really good um, episode. So, again, thank you to Patience for um chatting up with me and um make sure you guys follow um the podcast on the instagrams 
It's uh, travel and shit, T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N-S-H-I-T underscore at the end. And you can follow me at Instagram, which is um, underscore D as in David, C-A-R-R-I-E on the um, Instagrams. Um, And uh, follow Beats on Film because I'm doing this on the Beats on Film Network. And it's uh, Beats, B-E-A-T-S-O-N-F-I-L-M on the Instagrams as well. So um, thank you for tuning in. Happy Valentine's Day to you guys. Um, it's not Valentine's Day. It's not Valentine. It's Valentine with an N as in Nancy. Valentine Day. I gave the people a little bit of shoulder today. So, uh, you know, holler at the, uh, ouch, Facebook Live um, to see the uh, shoulder action. But, um, yeah, guys, thanks for watching. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope that you are listening to this on your way to your... Um, your sexcapade or your date or whatever it is you're doing on Valentine's Day. Bye.